Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And welcome in to today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. You are listening on Tuesday, October 19th. Welcome! We made it, everybody! This Woo! is our 50th episode of Extravaganza! Yes, and as promised later, we will, we will have uh, the interview of our... Uh, of the first place winner of our first tournament. That's right. We had our 50th episode of Extravaganza Tournament in our Discord server. It was over the weekend. If you missed it... Don't be as scared. Join the Discord server. We do plan on having more tournaments. Don't be as scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> we're all very friendly and all, we're all very wonderful people here in the Discord server. But the most wonderful people, of course, are our patrons. And they are Ace Micah, Austin Johnson, Myth Oceanus, Pig, Scuzz Daddy, Aaron Gardner, Adil Saeed, Anthony Leah. Is it Leela or Leah? He's Lila. Yeah. Mountain Man, Owen Alvarado, Jeremy Drysdale, and Ray Powell. Thank you all so much for your wonderful support of the podcast. Without you, it would not be possible. Uh, we had a pretty good, pretty good turnout for the tournament. Uh, we had, I think it was, um, ten people total. Yeah, yeah, ten people total. Uh, we had the deck breakdown. I think it was two MIT. We had one PK. We had one virtual world. One virtual world. One paleo frog. Right. It was a bunch of one ofs from there. Uh, Eldritch trap deck. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, very very happy to have everybody that participated to be there. Uh, congratulations to Evie Master for winning the tournament. He is, like I said, we're gonna actually probably right after this, we're gonna go ahead and have the interview on. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later on is when we will go on and get into the regular stuff. So go ahead, take a minute, listen to the interview. Some good stuff, some good stuff about deck choices and things of that sort. And we'll be right back after the interview for a quick little talk about some upcoming stuff. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome in to this interview with Evie Master. How are you doing, dude? Pretty good. So, um, we're actually recording this before we record the rest of the episode, and we're going to edit this in... Like in the middle somewhere. Yeah, in middle and somewhere. We're going to edit it into the actual episode. But um, you participated in our 50th episode extravaganza. I did. And how did it go for you? Um, pretty good, because I won, so it feels pretty Woo-hoo. good. That is wonderful. Uh, you are the proud owner of a near, uh, well, uh, light play, uh, first edition Ultimate Rare Karma Cut. Uh, so, congratulations. I do appreciate it, because now I have my playset of all T Karma Cuts for BA, which is perfect. Woo. Yes, that is wonderful. a very nice thing to have. <laughs> um, well... Congratulations. What did you play in the tournament? Uh, the tournament, by the way, for those wondering, uh, ended up not being super huge. We had like 10 people participate, mm. but I'm going to be honest. I, I'm happy with that result, considering we only gave anybody like a week's notice. Like we can have two weeks at most. Yeah. So, uh, but what did you end up playing? Um, I ended up playing uh, PK Fire, but I played not Dragoon. I played F-Zero instead, which I think both versions are really good. But I ended up going with F-Zero because I hadn't played it a ton and I wanted to try it. So. Right, right. How did how did the F Zero work out? Did it come up? Uh, it came up a lot. It was very good against uh, Earth Machine. It is a game winning card, and I played against two of them. So we will take that. Air, yeah. Uh, we'll go through the deck breakdowns when we record the actual episode. But so uh, let's. You say we played two Earth Machine. Let's let's do a round by round breakdown. Okay. Uh, round one, I played against Earth Machine. Um, it was pretty simple. We had a grind game game one, and I ended up coming up ahead because I made F Zero and just kind of beat him down with it. Right. Um, then the second game, I kind of just blew him out. I kind of just blew up his. I kind of drolled him, and then I just kind of beat him. The the deck can't do anything under droll, which I don't think a lot of people understand. Um, second round, I played against Eldlich. Uh, gra- uh ugh. game one. Um, I um had the grind game. We grinded for a while. I ended up coming just far enough ahead with a access code play to just kill him. And then game two, I feel really bad for the for um, the guy because I really blew him out of the water. I drew double twin twister and I just blew up his four back row and then beat over his border and I kind of just went off it. So That's I don't tough. know how it would have gone if I if I didn't draw the double twin, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, game uh, round three was against Infernoid and um, I lost this round in Swiss, but um, I mainly lost to the fact that the Infernoid player was m- playing mine with the continuous uh, Infernoid trap and just kept. If you didn't kill me, he just looped everything back to his hand and just did it again. So, unfortunately, can't really deal with that. Um, and then round four was against Earth Machine, and again, F-Zero put in a ton of work. I stole his um, Xyz monster, which is River Stormer, when he was trying to do the normal play, and he just couldn't do anything without it on board. On his board, no, I should F-Zero say. F-Zero can do that! <laughs> yeah, when F-Zero negates a monster, you take control of it if it's on the board. It just doesn't destroy him. Oh, that's funny. That is hilarious. It's super. It comes up and it's super funny. Um, and then in top cut, I played against Infernoid again, but this time I saw my twin twisters and we got rid of mine and we kind of dealt with it. So oh, well, again, yeah, again, it's the only way I was winning that game was if I saw a twin and I was banking on it. Um, and then the last round or last, yeah, last round, I played against Paleo Frog and I won game one pretty like not that difficultly. I played through whatever he did. And then game two, I think he made a really awkward play. He went for access code and then tried to kill me, but didn't get, he didn't do it. He couldn't kill me. And then on the crackback, I just dealt with the board. So, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
And that was about it. Huh. Well, I'm glad that the tournament went well for you. Uh, every <laughs> tournament has to have a winner. So uh, I'm glad that you did so well. Uh, it was interesting for me to see the um, the BA deck, the PK deck, just body people. I mean, it, you were smoking people. I, I, I tuned into some of the matches, and uh, generally, it wasn't close. Yeah. So this might be just on the fact that I've been playing the BA deck literally since Torn Skills come out, and I've played B or I played BA and PK for well before the time of playing it. Now I played it during Virtual World, um, Virtual World when they had DFD. I played in the format following that. I played it for a for a very long period. I really like the deck, and I really know it really well. So it does it really doesn't help when someone doesn't know their deck, and then I know mine. It just makes it way too easy at times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, deck knowledge is probably one of the biggest things to consider when uh when you're picking your deck for a tournament i think it's maybe the most important thing to consider and i i do agree with that because i remember i've gone to a couple regionals and i was debating on do i play the deck that i know is really good but i haven't played a lot or do i just play the deck i know the best because like um one of the major regionals i went through and played and did well or decently at is um I had the choice of playing like the new combo Thunder variant and just playing Pure Thunder. And I just said, well, I know Pure Thunder like the back of my hand, so I'm just going to play Pure Thunder, and I don't really want to have to play around all the new... Because this one, the uh, original Megatons with like Nibiru, Dark Rule, and all that stuff came out, and I was like, I don't want to lose it just getting Nibiru because I don't know the combo well enough to play around it. So I just played Pure Thunder during the entire event, and then got my invite off it. So, I mean, sometimes the deck you know is just better than some deck you don't even if the deck you don't know you know like like if you're going to an event caleb's a good example uh we went to a 3v3 tournament and caleb's been on madolce non-stop for months now and mm-hmm. we went to the 3v3 event and at the last minute we were like hey maybe you should play a control deck you know yeah which for me would be um trap shit all which i hadn't at that point hadn't played in months months right uh, it turns out that was not the correct decision. The correct decision was absolutely just Madolce. After lots of playtesting, we were like, let's just play Madolce. It's just, yeah, just, un- yeah. you know, more comfortable. I had, this, I had the same thing, but like I had two I had two of my friends who hadn't played in months. Not so much they didn't know their decks, but they hadn't played in two months. And the same thing applies there. We went to a 3v3, and I was the one that was doing pretty decently well. And the other two were having like, they were just having hard times making some of the decisions or like knowing what other decks did and what their game plan was. And then that's not to say that you have to play nonstop to be able to play your deck, mm-hmm. but it does help. It does make it a little easier. Yeah. So, well, um, I wanted to ask you, um, were there any particular deck choices or decisions that went into besides the deck itself? Was there anything in particular that you did that, you know, you maybe wanted to highlight? Um, big one would be F Zero playing F Zero over Dragoon. Um, it's it's different in the way that people don't think about because it, it does change how you want to play the deck because you're not playing you're not playing to win normal turn one like normal PK would be with Dragoon and stuff. You're playing to make it so they don't beat you, and you're trying to play just enough so when you kill them on the crackback because when you end your turn with the with the normal board of like Rusty F Zero um IP. Um, when you end on that, you have follow up in the grave with cloak and torn skills. You have fog blades set, and you have all that follow up for the next turn. And you have a zold in your extra deck, so you can go for the access code like OTK if you really want to on the following turn. I really think right. that's a big part of it. Um, I was also playing two Phantasme, two Nibiru, because those are like the two really 
impactful hand traps, and it's really the cards that help you see what you want to see against decks. Because I play Droplet right. in the main, so like if you go Phantasma and you find the cards you're looking for, that just kind of can win you the game off that. Definitely. Caleb, you got any questions? Uh, no, not really. You pretty much got everything. You pretty much got everything I was going to ask. Oh well, in that case, then I have more questions. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> yeah, I just wish I could remember what they were. <laughs> I should, I, you know, I really, really, I should have written all this stuff down. So, oh no, but I can, I can, I can, I could literally talk about this deck. There's a lot of weird stuff. Um, I'm playing one order in the side deck, which feels weird because you're looking at PK and like, why would you play order? Because order is a card that if you see it first, like, you just win the game off it. I'll give Matt. Wow, yeah, that's a that's pretty good reason to play it, in my opinion. Oh, I know. And my friend Rick has been like literally like jamming the idea of uh, playing order on the side deck, no matter what your deck is, because literally in my in my Drytron deck, which literally is half spells, I side order because if you order someone on the second turn and it's their turn, they kind of just lose because they don't have an answer to it. Who sides the B order against Drytron? Nobody. Yeah, I uh, yeah, order order is a good card. Order is a good card. Yeah. Order is a very dumb card. I did want to ask you. I remember one of my questions. Um, so how long have you been listening to the podcast? Um, I've been listening to your podcast since September 24th, which was the episode where you guys were talking about uh, the upcoming format with Bode. Right. I got you. Not like that wasn't our plan for today's episode or anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about that, though, until after this interview. Um, but no, I yeah. The, Post Bode is going to be a really interesting format, I think. I think it is, but I also like. I'm in this weird camp because I don't know if it makes a big enough difference. Like, it's you're gonna see the sh- the meta shift, but the decks that are good right now are still gonna be just as good. But you're now the decks that are coming out in Bode have to compete with these decks, and I think a lot of people are of the sentiment that a lot of the new decks are gonna have a hard time beating some of these older ones. Like, I don't think Sword Soul is going to be able to play through a Drytron board unless they play the power cards in their deck. Otherwise, I think they just lose to it and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Sword Soul is going to be able to compete against uh, what we currently have in the meta. And Sword Soul is, in my opinion, the best deck coming out of Bode. I do agree there. I think Sword Soul is the best deck out of Bode coming out. But there are a lot of interesting things that people may not be thinking about, like... Despia Dolls is decent right now, and it just gets better when Bode comes out. Flunderies is a very good deck if you don't are not prepared to have to deal with it. Flunderies is a good meta call. Mm-hmm. I think and, being able to macro your opponent uh, at any given point is really good. Or just kind of shrug at, at uh, Shadal Window. Yeah, pretty much. That's the big thing there. But granted, like Invoke Shadal hasn't seen a ton of consistent play currently again it's the same thing Invo- any invoke variant will start off the format being played a lot and then just slowly die down into play and played played rates. right so well are you looking forward to our next tournament um i probably will play again i again i just like playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and my locals hasn't started up again so i'll take whatever i can get it's just a kind of upsetting fair gotcha. enough gotcha gotcha well, we are hoping to do another ep- another uh, ex- little another little tournament in the server well before the hundredth episode. Oh yeah. Oh so, okay. Yeah, we're not gonna wait till a hundredth episode extravaganza. Although we will do one of those also. Yeah. So, but thank you so much for coming and playing. Thank you so much for competing, and congratulations on winning. Why, thank you. And I will probably participate again. So you will see me again. I promise. <laughs> Woo. Good to hear. We are always happy to have people join, have people play, and have people come out and hang out. So, 
thank you again and have a good day. Yep, you too. And welcome back from that wonderful interview with Evie Master. So we do have a few things to talk about today. Um, the first is we do want to talk about a new card. We have the uh, we ha- so we have a new uh, secret shiny box coming from the OCG. It's going to come with it's kind of like the Prismatic God box, but it's got a little bit different stuff in it. Um, it's it, going to come with. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say like it, it's themed around Sky Striker this time. I don't think it's necessarily themed around Sky Striker. Well, it comes with a bunch of Sky Striker stuff. Yeah, okay, I guess that's true. So it's got two Secret Rare Foil special bonus cards. So there's six total cards, so you can get like one of three different cards. Um, and then there's also uh, one special acrylic stand with six different designs, two of which are Sky Strikers. One set of 70 special Duelist card protectors with six different designs. So you get mm-hmm. one of six different packs of sleeves. One special storage box, three different designs, so you get one of those. Uh, five packs of the Secret Shiny Special Pack. So it is a an extra extra special pack of super shiny cards. Five parts, five cards per pack, forty total cards, um, and one set of seventy duelist card protectors, which are large and clear. So they give you a pack of oversleeves too, which is very more than, nice. Yeah, more than we can say for the TCG. Uh, so yeah, this is an OCG product. Uh, we don't have a release date for the product, but I mean, it'll be coming. Uh, some cool stuff coming though. The first thing to talk about is Strategic Striker HAMP. So the Strategic Striker HAMP is a new Sky Striker card, and the effect is it's a level eight Dark Machine effect monster, twenty five hundred attack, twenty five hundred defense. First off, first line of text is that this card's always a Sky Striker card. Yeah, it's always treated as a Sky Striker card, which means uh, it's searchable. Absolutely. Yep. So you can just go ahead and grab it right out of the deck with your engage and then still draw one but this card's extra cool because you can only special summon with the first effect of this card's name once per turn one if you control a sky striker ace monster you can special summon this card from your hand to either field by tributing one monster on that field two when this card is destroyed by battle you can target one card to your opponent controls and destroy it so very cool you can either summon it to your own field as either a link ex- as a, an extender or whatever or, or you can kaiju use, to your opponent's field. Yeah, you can just kaiju your opponent's dragoon. Yep, get rid of your opponent's dragoon or whatever, you know. And the cool part is that it is a, a summon that doesn't start a chain, so colloquially known as an inherent summon. Mm-hmm. So, Yep, and the thing is, is that, like, if you open this card in your hand, plus one of your level 4 Sky Striker monsters, mm-hmm. you can out your opponent's dragoon and they can't do anything about it. Yeah, because you just normal summon your Sky Striker monster, link it off into one of the Sky Striker aces, and then that then you can distribute off the Dragoon, Dragoon give him this guy. And then whenever you run it over, you then also get to pop a monster on their field. On top of that. Well, pop a card on their field on top of that. Yep. It's 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 a searchable kaiju, is what it is. An mm-hmm. in archetype searchable kaiju. Which is kind of what the deck needed. Yeah, I know. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's great. Oh, boy. So, it'll be great for the deck. It gives them always a monster in their opponent's main monster zone and other things like that. Yeah. So, some of the reprints that are coming in this are Sky Striker Ace Race, Shizuku, Hayate, Afterburners, Multi-Roll, some other non-Sky Striker cards such as Millennium Eyes Restrict, Relinquished Anima, Nightmare Cerberus, Instant Fusion, um... 
I mean, pretty solid stuff in there, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Millenniumized Restrict reprint would be awesome. So, um, here's hoping we get that eventually. Yep. So, thank you so much for showing us all this cool stuff that we're not going to get in the TCG. Yep. So, uh, next we have the TCG structure deck, Albaz Strike. So, we do actually have an announcement of the fallen uh, of Albaz structure deck in the uh, TCG. Right. Which unfortunately suggests that they're skipping the, uh, the agent structure deck here, which is just tragic, which also suggests maybe something like ghosts from the past too. Right. Right. You know, but basically they're going to have to come up with a reprint set to print all to get first printings to the, well, actually they might just throw it into hidden arsenal chapter two. Um, because that's where all the, all the original Dragoonity stuff is, is probably gonna get reprinted. So I don't see why they wouldn't also just because they've pretty they've pretty well advertised the yeah yeah it's yeah the hidden yeah. arsenal is just the hidden arsenal monsters yeah that that's that's fair hmm so yeah but um yeah they could definitely throw it in there I just don't think they will yeah but, um we'll have to wait and see yep it'll hit shelves March eleventh uh twenty twenty two MSRP will be ten ninety nine per box so they are going up a dollar okay. So yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, and when you consider the difficulties that they've had doing printing and stuff like that, it makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, I, like I'm just like I'm just happy that. Well, I'm not happy that they're increasing the price, but I'm happy that you know since they are, they're only doing it by like a dollar. Yeah. So, um, it does include um, Fallen of Albaz, of course, and it says it will uh, include multiple new fusion monsters to further expand its power interesting so the we o- do know for a fact that it'll be you know yeah some new yeah because i don't think the uh ocg uh structure got any new got any new uh fusions i think it did i don't think so because I, I, well we also might not know yet i don't know we have more information coming on the ocg one after this yeah, so. oh, yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah like particularly some cards that uh are almost they are most likely also going to be printed in ours um just due to it being just kind of part of the deck strategy, which is right, which is to turbo out the Albaz and then fuse. Yep. So next, we do have the breakdown. It's got forty six cards, forty in the main deck, six in the extra deck, and five special tokens. So the way it says it is tokens. Yeah, Albaz Strike has five special tokens that you can use as whatever type of token you need. In addition to the new art made specifically for these, which can let you dig further into the stories of the Fallen of Albaz. So. It's yep. more it's more Albaz lore. Right. In the tokens. Right. Uh five ultra rares, three supers, thirty-eight commons, five special tokens, and one double sided deluxe game mat slash dueling guide. All the stuff you yeah. normally get. Well, does it say whether or not they does it say whether or not you only get one token? It doesn't say. Oh. It says five tokens. Okay. Oh, 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 oh okay. So uh, in that case they'd be giving us fifty one cards. Well yes, because the I don't know. The Spirit Trauma one had five different tokens that were possible, so I, I don't know. We could see. Yeah, but you only got one per pack, and it was random. Right. But then they also uh, had that weird randomization of the alt arts. Right. That's true. They did a lot of randomization in that one. Yeah, so maybe they'll just straight up give us all five of them, because, again, it is kind of a lore thing as as compared to the... Uh... And the other thing is, with the Spirit Charmers ones... The one you, the thing you really have to look at is that that was like a fan made thing. Fair. It was fan voted on. So when you really think about it, it's like okay, well, let's consider really 
they want it to be more of a fan service thing. Yeah, yeah. So whereas this is more of something that they came up with and they want to put a little bit more effort into. All right, all right. That that that's fair. Yeah. So they might actually just straight up give us all five. In which case, they give us which case that would be fifty one cards in a structure deck, which is a little bit more than what we usually get because normally you only get. 43, 40, uh, 43 to 46. Yeah, it depends on how many extra deck cards. I think Cyber Strike had 45, 46. Yeah. Um, and it also depends on whether or not the deck can, the deck itself can produce a token. If it can, they give you the one of the exact token uh, for the deck. Right. Like, so, like the Dino Smashers 3 1 gave you a direct token. Yeah, direct egg token. Yeah. That is correct. So, something that we do have, though, is we have about five, four or five new cards that we know are going to be in the OCG structure deck, so we can only assume they're going to be in the TCG one also. Yeah, uh, particularly because it's main deck, not extra deck. Right, so new support. Tri-Brigade Mercurier is a dark winged beast effect monster, level 4, 800 attack, 0 defense. So, something to note is that the Tri-Brigade... So, the, the Albaz structure deck involves all of the other archetypes the spriggans the dogmaticas yeah. the uh sword soul the yeah yeah it's, yeah it's everyone coming it's all the different factions coming together to help albaz right so the dogmaticas have just main deck monsters whereas the albaz uh you have so okay so you have a fusion mechanic which is albaz you have a synchro mechanic which sword is sword soul. soul you have an exes mechanic which is spriggans you have a link mechanic link mechanic which is the tri-brigades yeah and uh, even Konami does not want to acknowledge pendulums. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, technically the Des- uh, technically they're the they're all uh, the, oh, the uh, Despia is the fusions. Yeah, the De- Despias are also fusion, but that's also because that would I think the lore for that is that it's that the Despias are the Dogmaticas going the ends justify the means, even if it means going against our own code of ethics. Oh, I I, I don't know too much about the lore. Uh, I don't know for hundred percent for that. Um. But that's what I think it is, because cause the Despia and the Dogmatica have, like, the same, like, you know, pseudo-Catholic theme going for them. Right. Um, but, whereas the Despias are the more dark side of Catholicism. Right, right. Or religiosity in general. Well. Um, well, that and one of the Despia monsters is just straight up Fleur de Lis armor. Right. Like, corrupted. Uh, but the Dogmaticas also do Ritual Summon, mm-hmm. which isn't an extra deck summon, so... Still goes with their theme of the extra deck is heresy. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but yeah, let's, let's, like I said, so basically this is that the, lo- the, the lore for this is that everyone's coming together to help Albaz. Help their boy Albaz. Yep. Uh, so, keep that in mind. Even though that this is a Tri-Brigade monster and is part of the Tri-Brigade archetype doesn't mean it's going to be helpful for the Tri-Brigade deck. Right. It's is about the cooperation between the Albaz and the Tri-Brigades and all the Spriggans and stuff. Yeah. So when the, you can only use the first and second effects of this card's name each once per turn. One, when your opponent activates a monster effect and you control a fusion monster that lists Fallen of Albaz as material, quick effect, you can send this card from your hand or field to the graveyard to negate that effect. Okay, it doesn't negate activation, it just negates the effect, which is not as good, but... I mean, it depends... Actually, that would depend on whether or, not, whether or not it says you can only activate or use. If it says you can only activate, it's better. Right, but if it says you can only use... It's, it's the worse. same. Yeah, it's the same, yeah. So, <clears throat> it's... It's interesting. 
That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, second effect, if this card becomes banished, you can add one Fallen of Albaz or one monster that lists that monster in its text from your deck to your hand except Tri-Brigade Mercurier. Also interesting because technically if you activated another Tri-Brigade effect like a Tri-Brigade uh, Fractal, say, on field and yeah. banished it yeah. to get its effect, then that would proc this effect and then you could search an Albaz. So, like, there are combos there. There are lines there. Mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough to figure them all out, but they're there. Yep. Next one is Sprigun's Kit. A level 4 Dark Beast effect monster, uh, 1,700 attack, 1,000 defense. You can only use the first and second effects of this card's name each once per turn. 1. If you have a fusion monster that lists Fallen of Albaz as material on your field or in your graveyard, you can special summon this card from your hand. Very good. 2. If this card is normal or special summoned, you can add one of your branded spells or traps that is banished or in your deck or graveyard to your hand. Then you place one card from your hand on the bottom of the deck which is very similar to bear brahm and Fergeet. oh yeah so um also the arc for this card is kit but like she's just kind of kitted herself haha um with a bunch of like leftover spriggan parts it looks yeah. like yeah it's definitely tri-brigade kit but in like a different armor get up similar to how bear brahm the rampant rampager is just kit in a different armor get up yeah. Well, it's so. her in like a tank she made. Yeah. So, um, also another good card. Uh, I think great extender. Yeah. Let, let's go ahead and read off the next couple of cards, and we'll kind of decide what, how we feel about them after. Yeah. Unlikely Swordsoul Allies. It is a light spellcaster tuner effect monster. Level 4, 1800 attack, and 1500 defense. You can only use the second effects of this card's name once per turn. One, when a monster declares an attack, you can special summon this card from your hand. And if you do, negate that attack. Then, if you control a fusion monster that lists Fallen of Albaz, you can destroy the attacking monster. So if you have two of these in your hand, you can do this more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, if a monster becomes banished face up, you can banish this card from your field or graveyard. Special summon one light spellcaster whose attack equals its own defense from your hand or graveyard. Which would be all the dogmaticas, I think. No, probably not all the Dogmaticas. Probably, um, well, maybe Ecclesia, exactly. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. it might be the <clears throat> new Ecclesia. Ooh, good point. Also, the artwork for this is like, um, I can't think of the Dogmatica dude's name. The, the, the Dogmatica some... Aiden? Yeah. Or Theo. Yeah, one of, yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's him with a Swords Hall dude. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's the unlikely sorts all allies. Gotcha. Okay. I, I guess, I guess a lot of, I guess a lot of the, uh, do, I guess a lot of dogmaticas left. Yeah. So, uh, if you look that little guy, like a little editor's note here, which is that, uh, the name references two things, uh, the Japanese name, which is, uh, Ken en no Naka, which literally translates to two people being like cats and dogs. And the Yellow Emperor, uh, Jun Yan, judging by how all the Zhang Zhang are based on Chinese swords, it's probably based on his mythological sword, uh, Jun Yan Jin. I-, I hope I pronounced those right. <laughs> I don't know. The next new card is, the or the last new card, is a continuous spell card called Paradise Branded. So first thing right off the bat, it is a branded spell or trap, mm-hmm. so it's searchable with uh, a luber. Mm-hmm. So you can only use the second effect of this card's name once per turn. One, the activation of your cards and effects that include an effect that fusion summons a fusion monster cannot be negated. Also, your opponent's cards and effects cannot activate when a monster is fusion summoned this way. Two, 
If you fusion summon a fusion monster, you can add one Fallen of Albaz or one monster that lists that card in it from your deck to your hand. Wow, it's Magical Meltdown. Crazy. But, but for... Uh, but for Albaz. Yeah, is it a field spell? No, it's a continuous spell card. Just as good. Yeah, just it's the same. It's the same general concept of activating. It just kind of sits there. That's so frustrating. They're making more of them. We were all over here just complaining and being upset because we're just like, man, meltdown needs to go. Yeah, we're like, meltdown needs to go. The fact that you can't respond is just cancerous. And, and they're making more. Right? Because I was like, yeah, we hear you. We're gonna make more of them. Yeah. We hear you. Absolutely. We hear your frustration. But this archetype also needs the exact same thing. Gross. Very. Uh, we do also know some reprints coming in the structure deck for the OCG, at least. We don't know about TCG. Uh, Fallen of Albaz. That makes sense. Albion the Shrouded Dragon, which is, I think, one of the uh, branded cards, I think, uh... here. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's Albion the Branded Dragon here, I okay. think. Okay. Uh, and Dogmatica Fleur de Lee, which is cool. It's not going to be in there for us. No, it probably will. If really? I had to, you think if, so? I think so, because it's got the equal attack and defense. You were correct about that. Okay. And then it's also, uh, it fits in with the deck. So, and I mean, we already have a Fleur de Lee reprint here, like realistically. So, uh, and then Red Eyes Darkness Metal Dragon. That makes sense. Branded in white. Makes sense. Screams of the Branded. Judgment of the Branded. Makes sense. Titanoclad. That makes a lot of sense. Brigand the Glory Dragon. Sprind the Iron Dash Dragon. And Albion the Branded Dragon. All of those make sense. Yeah, yeah. Because those are all of his fusions. Yes. And then on the same day, you'll have some new sleeves that come out in the OCG that feature Albaz and Ecclesia and the Tri-Brigade Rebellion. Well, that's cool. Yeah, some new Tri-Brigade sleeves would be dope. So, um, realistically, it's a very cool deck. It's a very cool, I mean, I think it's very cool. Everything's very cool about it, but I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, my, I don't know if it'll be good or not, but it's cool. Yeah, my biggest Except issue, for the, but yeah, like I so said, my biggest issue with it is the branded paradise. Yeah, the fact that you wait, can just. It's a branded spell, so it's. Searchable More searchable than meltdown. At least meltdown. meltdown, you have to hard open. This is searchable. Well, no, 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 because terraforming. <clears throat> but that's oh. one search card as compared to three. Yeah, the, the whole archetype. Like, yeah, it's yeah. So, so it's actually worse. It's better and worse than meltdown. Better in the sense that it's more searchable than meltdown. Worse because it's more self-searchable than meltdown. Well, and the thing is, it's not even that it's more searchable than meltdown. It's also going to be. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, you so you don't get the search for Albaz on activation. If you do it when a fusion, when you do a fusion summon, then you which, get to search, which is fair. Yeah. So the other thing is, um, this and so this is something that's really interesting. I think that these two things combined, this structure deck and the agent structure deck could be what what I've heard referred to as a top in a box, which is like the structure deck is good enough to where you buy three structure decks, tech it out with a couple of little things here and there if you really feel like you need to, and you could realistically do well at a competitive event just off of a structure deck, just off of oh, yeah. um, a single package. So 
Um, oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, like one card I would 100% be like, yeah, you gotta, like, I would highly recommend adding into that is definitely Cross Sheep. Oh, yeah, because Cross Sheep's really good in any fusion strategy. Oh, yeah, because, you know, like, if you make Cross Sheep and then summon Albaz, effect a fuse, and then if you fuse into one of the zones, you can just summon your Albaz back out. Right. And then I don't think, yeah, and then I think Albaz's fusion effect is once per turn. Yeah. If it was, if it's not, I don't know for sure if it's uh, whether or not it is. If it's not, you can just immediately fuse again. Yeah. If it's not key term. If it is, you still get to recycle your Albaz back. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, or not even just Albaz, just any level four or level monster in your graveyard you can just recycle back. Yeah, I, I think that between this deck and the Agent Structure deck, if we were to get that here, um, we could enter like a new age of cheap, good Yu-Gi-Oh. Which would be amazing. Uh, yeah, because, no, like, right now, uh, the most, like, right now, I mean, what, you got the reprint of uh, Zeus making Zeus more accessible, TTT's more accessible, um, Forbidden Droplet's getting another reprint coming up. Yeah, for the Agent Structure deck, the biggest thing that you're going to need to get before it comes out is the Baron, well, it was Baroness de Fleur, now it's uh, Baron de Fleur. Which we'll get into that next. Yeah, that's that's what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, like, like you know, it's just a couple of synchro, you know, a couple of synchros coming out of uh, synchro storm, up uh, some stuff like that. Um, right. Yeah, like I said, that's if we even get the agent structure deck, which it's not looking like we are, unfortunately. Um, so whatever set the a- new agent stuff comes out in. Right. I will say that. Um, get your super well, let, shine let's, balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and get into the legendary duel of season eight. I, I do want to talk about that. Yes, as we. Uh, as we do have the entire set list for Synchro Storm. Right. So, uh, EN000 is Clearwing Synchro Dragon. That's the Ghost Rare. Uh, is the Ghost Rare Clearwing Synchro or Crystal Clearwing Synchro? Because I thought it was Crystal Clearwing Synchro. I, I don't. I don't think Crystal Clearwing Synchro is even in this. I don't think. I don't. I didn't see it when I looked at it. Crystal Clearwing Synchro right here. Oh, okay. Uh huh. I don't know then. I because I, I figured 000 would be the Ghost Rare. Because that's what they did with the raw set i think oh is it yeah i guess it could We're, be all was zero 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 we have we know for a fact what the ghost rare is i just don't remember yeah it's been it's been announced and we've already discussed it once it's just been a yeah. while <laughs> you know because it's a ghost rare um um the ghost rare is uh that's not it Okay, well, we'll get that for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, the thing that I will say, though, is that um, the set's really interesting. Oh, yeah, no, it's got a lots of really cool Okay, yeah, stuff. Crystal Clear Wing Synchro is the ghost. It's an ultra and a ghost. Okay, well, uh, what's its uh, number? EN005. Okay, cool. Okay, okay, so 000 is just regular Clear Wing. Yes, so... For some reason. Right, so you got the Clear Wing Synchro Dragon... And you have Crystal Clear Wing, which was an upgraded form of upgraded right. in quotation marks. Yeah, yeah, form that, of that's it. the new one. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. And like, for me looking through it, it's got just about every Speedway card in there. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's got Takatom. It's got the ones that matter at least: Takatom Borg, uh, Terra Top, and Red Eye Dice. Yeah. But I mean, if you want to do pure Speedway, it's got everything else too. Yep. It's got the new cards that just came out, like the. Oh gosh, I want to say Double Yo-Yo is a new one. Yeah, and the uh, the, the, the dog. The that, ru- oh yeah, the roulette. Di- Dico wheel? Duke. The, the roulette wheel. Yeah, Speedword wheel. Yeah, that's the new one. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Clearwing Rider is a new one. I think they had yeah. like four or five new cards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some of the new cards are really good. Oh yeah, like uh, like the uh, like like an impure speedroid. The speedroid wheel is a plus one. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good. Yeah, it really is very good right yeah. out the gate. And like and like Teratop plus Takatomborg by themselves is already a great uh, rank three engine. Right. Um. You know, and yeah, it's a great rank three engine and a synchro deck. So yeah, that that should tell you something. Um. So you do have all the speed reward cards. You have all the high speed reward cards, uh, even things like speed recovery, speed lift, um, and then you get into the stuff from uh, oh, what's her name from the anime? Uh, I don't remember. I ju- I thought about it right as right before, right whenever you said uh, Baroness de Fleur. I was like, oh yeah, Cheryl. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Cheryl. I think you're right. So we get into Sherry. The- it's Sherry LeBlanc. Sherry LeBlanc. That's what it is. Yeah, that's it. Um. You get into some of the other stuff from the set, which is the Fleur stuff. So you have Sage de Fleur, you have... Sorcerer uh, de Fleur, right. Fleur Synchron, Necro Synchron, right. Necro Fleur. Chevalier de Fleur, things like that. But Bar- the, Baron, Yeah, Baroness is, yeah. Not, is Baron de Fleur. I don't know why. Um. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that at all. I... I I guess to make it sound more French than Baroness, uh, considering it's Chevalier de Fleur. Right. Probably. But I, I don't know. I think I think Baroness would have been fine, but... It's whatever. Yeah. De Fleur, to me, is enough French. Yeah. Well, so you got that. You have the Fleurette de Fleur. Um, you have... Oh, and then there's the... um the ho- They also got their horse. Uh... White Steed of Flowers, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, White Steed of the Floral Knights. Yes, it is an amazing extender for the deck. Um, so it's level five that if you can, uh, that can just special summon itself. I don't remember the requirements for it. Yeah, and I don't have it pulled up. Yeah, but it's just a level five, and then you can fetch uh, one of your other synchrons, and that's you can grab like Floor Synchron, and that's level two, and you can go right into Chevalier. Right. Or normal summon and go into Baroness. Yep. In addition, you also get some cool synchro stuff, such as Quillbolt Hedgehog, Synchron Explorer, Unknown Synchron. Reprints that were needed. Necro Synchron. Yep. The only good Synchrons left, honestly. Yeah. Um. Then you get all of the Lyralisk stuff. Just all of it. We don't mean all the new ones. We mean literally every Lyralisk card um, that mm-hmm. is, you know, that's going to be printed is in here. You got. Um, you don't have the fusion in here, I don't think. Yeah, like that might be the one card that's not in there because right. you got because you have the new uh, Celeste Wagtail and Barrel Canary and Ensemble Blue Robin, Ensemble Blue Robin and Promenade Thrush. But then they also reprinted um, both the other Exceeds, which is Assembled Nightingale and Recital Starling. Yeah, Recital Starling, and then they also reprinted Cobalt Sparrow, Sapphire Swallow, Sapphire Swallow, and Turquoise Warbler. Turquoise Warbler. Yeah. Uh, plus Bird Call. Yeah, there's actually three new spell cards that go with it. Uh, Bird Call, Bird Sanctuary, and Phantom Feathers. Phantom Feathers is a trap card. Trap card, I'm sorry. But you can activate it from your hand to control Lyralisk, I think. Yeah. So Bird Call, it lets you either add a Lyralisk monster from your deck to your hand or send one from your deck to your graveyard. And then it lets you special summon one with a different name from your hand. Yep. It's insane. It's honestly insane. Hold on, hold on. So what? You, so what you do is that if you already have Cobalt, um, 
spur in your hand and bird call. You activate bird call, mill um, the searcher, effect to spe uh, and then effect special summon a different one you have in your hand that's a different name. And then effect special summon the Cobalt Sparrow, which will then bring back out the one engrave. Right. And that's three monsters on board immediately. And that's and you can do that with a lot of the different names in your hand. You oh can, yeah, there's different ways to finesse it because of the versatility that Bird Call gives you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and like uh, one of them is like uh, the Cobalt Sparrow's effect is if you control a Winged Beast and especially summon it and another level one Winged Beast from your hand. Mm -hmm. That's easily done by especially summoning by like Foolish Burialing the um Celeste Wagtail, I think. No, not mm -hmm. Celeste Wagtail. Uh, Barrel yeah. Canary? Yeah, no, no, Turquoise Wobbler. By knowing oh. the Turquoise Wobbler, special summoning the... Uh, uh, and then it comes out. When Turquoise Wobbler gets special summoned, no matter where from, you can add uh, another uh, level one Winged Beast to your hand. Yeah, and we're just talking about how it how it, at, like, how it it like works in relation to the ones that are already out. That's not even incorporating the Celeste Wagtail or and the Barrel Canary. Canary which, are yeah. both, which Barrel Canary is stupidly good, and it's a rare... Right. Granted, the Celeste Wagtail is an ultra, and Ensemble Blue Robin is an ultra, and I think Bird Call is an ultra. Yes, it is. But the um the other spell card, uh, what do they call it in the TCG? Bird Sanctuary. Uh, no, it's like something Strike. Uh, I don't see Bird Strike on here. I don't think that one was coming in this set. No, because in the it was in the OCG. Ooh, that's like the one we're not getting. Bird Strike? What is that? So, okay, so if you control a Lyralisk monster, mm -hmm. negate all face-up cards your opponent controls. Oh, that's right. It was the Dark Ruler No More. Yeah, a searchable Dark Ruler No More. Yeah, uh, so Bird Sanctuary is, uh, if you control two Lyralisk Exceed monsters, um, you target one, you, tar you make your first target and second target, then you attach your second target and all of its materials to the first target as material. Right. Um, which, which, by the way, makes it feasibly possible to have a 12 material Zeus, mm -hmm. which I think is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you structure everything correctly, it is possible. Which is just absolutely hilarious. Just six board wipes on a Zeus. What do you, your opponent, all your opponent can really do is cry. Mm-hmm. So, and they also have Promenade Thrush, which is, uh, Two level one monsters exceeds uh, gains five hundred attack for each material. Once per turn, you can detach one from the, from its card, then target one spell trap your opponent controls, shuffle it into the deck. So, and it's also got some damage depth stuff, like yeah. most of them do. But, um, yeah, I mean it's it's really good. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. And for those that want to know what Ensemble Blue Robin does, uh, it's a rank one, two level ones, two or more. All all, yeah. all the uh, Lairless exceeds are two or more. Yeah. Uh, gains 500 material for each... 500 attack for each material. If your opponent special summons a monster, except during the damage step, you can detach one material from this card, then target one of those special summon monsters and return it to the hand. And if this card in your possession is sent to the graveyard by an opponent's card, you can target one other Lyralisk in your graveyard and add it to your hand. So good. So oh good. Oh my god. So, and then you've also got Synchron Explorer, Unknown Synchron, Rush Warrior... Mariami, the True Draco Phoenix, Stardust Warrior, Stardust Assault Warrior, Totem Bird, Tornado Dragon, and Quillpen of Gildos for some reason. I mean, because Quillpen of Gildos isn't terrible. 
Um, it's you, you target two one monsters in your graveyard and one on field. You shuffle the two in graveyard back in your deck, and then you return the one on the field back to the hand. Right. It's not terrible. It's not good either. It's not terrible. So, as a general rule of thumb, here is the advice that I will give going into this release. Because this, this set's going to release this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. It'll be available in OTS stores, I think, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, one or the other. And then full release everywhere else Saturday. Right. So, what I would recommend is pick up as many copies as you can of Baroness de Fleur. Or Baron de Fleur. She is generic and really good in any deck that can hit, what is she, level 10? Yes. So it's a level 10 synchro, and it's very, very good in the actual Baron deck. It's good in the Speedward deck, but it is also good in the Sword Soul, Sword Soul and the Agent deck. It's In fact, it's extremely good. It's maybe the best card in the Sword Soul deck. Oh yeah, no, not... That's that is that it is arguable, but it's a uh, the ability to hit that card so easily is one of the best things about it. Yeah, no. So, yeah, cause, cause like, cause I mean, cause even Chevalier de Floor was actually pretty good for the time, but it was but, hard to hit because it wasn't generic. Yeah, this is it generic. Was, you had to use Floor Synchron, who is garbage. Yep. That being said, uh, Necro, uh, Necro, Necro Synchron, I think it's called, the new one. Yes. Is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's solid. But I, honestly, I would recommend picking up any Ultra you can get your hands on out of this set. When you really think about it, because it's a Legendary Duelist set. The Ultras here aren't going to get reprinted for like a year plus. If, Minimum. I mean, if what they've done re- if they what they've done in the past is any indication, I mean, look at magician souls look at legendary or elemental hero liquid soldier a dusted gold malicious bane they might only start out at you know a couple of dollars but over the over time they're gonna go up look at soul servant right from magical hero that was considered a bad pull and now soul servants are 35 dollars a piece they were only a dollar or two on release oh okay so i just went ahead and pulled up baroness de fleur's effect I'm still going to call it. Keep calling her Baroness. Right. Um, once per turn, target one card on the field. Destroy it. Period. Next effect. Once while face up on the field, when a card or effect is activated, quick effect negate. And if you do destroy that card, right, right. It's a once while face up on the field, omni negate. So good. Um, you can only you can only yeah. Uh, and it's once 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 while face up on the field, and even once per turn, hard once per turn. So because you could theoretically get this thing out pop its effect, and then get it out again. Right. Um, once per turn, during the standby phase, here's how. You can target a level 9 or lower monster in your graveyard. Return this card to the extra deck, and if you do, special summon that monster. So, so good. So it ta- so like it, ta- it, it tags out into a much weaker monster, because it's level 10. But then, let's say you tag onto a level 8, and you have a level 2 in hand. Level 2 tuner, normal summon. Or you can tuner. tag out into one of the Sword Soul cards, and then resummon. Exactly. And just make it again. Mm-hmm. It, mm. by oh by the way the uh once per turn pop is a soft once per turn yeah it's, it's not once you know you can only use this effect once the effect this effect of baroness stay floor once per turn it's just once per turn so there is actually still a good reason to make multiple baroness stay floors per turn right right um i think that'll pretty much give it that it's pretty much it for today um I do want to take a quick moment to say, please join our Discord. It is a wonderful place. We're over 100 members strong now. It's a great place to come, hang out, get games in all the different formats. Wonderful place. 
enter tournaments when we start having more of those. Yep. Please, please, please follow us on Twitter at Top Cut Podcast. You can get all the latest news, information, and our thoughts on things. Please, please, please be sure to check out the team at Dark Arm Dealings on YouTube. A link and it will be in the description below. Really good friends of ours, super cool people. Absolutely. And the biggest thing that I want to impart on you moving forward is thank you so, so, so much. Um, I know 50 episodes is not a lot compared to some of the other larger creators in the community. Um, well, I mean, they've also been around longer than us. Yeah, and I know 50 episodes is not a lot compared to other podcasts, other other this, other that. It's just not not as much. Again, they've also been out much longer than us. But for us, it's awesome. And it could not, we couldn't have gotten where we are without the support of the community and without the support of the, I mean, the people around mm-hmm. us, um, the other players, other creators. Um, ETB. Right. Uh, ETB, which <laughs> we're going to do an ad for them in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, without the support of all of the players, without the support of all of the community members, um, a big thanks to very specifically Yishan being our first guest uh tatsum for coming on and being awesome all the time um thanks to the don juan uh shiggies of course all of our guests a huge special thanks to both dylan and giant skyhawk um they have come on the show several several times they've filled in when one of us is sick um i mean just always ready and willing to help giant skyhawk was the judge head judge in our uh, tournament mm-hmm. um you know Dylan provided the prize support for the tournament. Um, uh, you know, that was a donation from Team Dark Arm Dealings because they're awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, w- without the support of the community, we really would not be able to do what we do. So, and of course, a huge, huge special thank you to ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. Um, <clears throat> and our continued sponsor for our episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, without that sponsorship and without that, uh, again, this probably wouldn't be possible. So um, I know I'm saying it a lot, but thank you all so much to all the supporters and everybody that has just gone out of their way and done so much to help us and to be there to support us, to let us know how much they love the podcast, just for genuinely just being awesome. So... Um, we're over 10,000 total plays now, uh, which is just just crazy. So uh, before we leave, last thing I want to do, I want to get into the podcast question of the day. I did not forget this time. I did. Woo! I did, but I kind of remembered. So <laughs> um, last week's podcast question of the day, last Friday's episode, uh, is there a particular tech or combo that you haven't seen around that you like? So, uh, of course, no one expects Magic Cylinder, not a soul. True. Uh, back in the form of Shadal's Necroz and Cleefort, I liked my triple skill drain, double cyclone, and gear town combo. Because if I went first, I could set two, activate gear town, normal beast king, barbarous pass, and then like they set a scale or something, or they activate a scale, you could uh, activate the cyclones, pop their back row, gear town, get stuff, and then flip skill drain for th- free 3,000 beaters. Uh, scraps, the entire scrap package is ridiculous, very true. Uh, you ever hit him with Contact C, Rivalry of Warlords? That's a war crime, so try to avoid that one, but good. Uh, Haven't seen anyone play Wind Witch with Dark Magician. Sure, Lay's DM support is considered the best version, but with Wind Witch, you can get a good Crystal Wing out. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, uh, Iron Dragon Tiamaton. 
Interesting. That is an interesting one. Uh, that's very, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, and whenever I say interesting in this situation, I don't mean interesting as I think that's bad. That's interesting as that that's actually really cool. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of like the tech. Um, one, here's another one. Uh, I've always liked kaijuing and stealing the kaiju back with anima. That's hilarious. That is amazing. Yeah, if you have a deck that can consistently hit anima, that's an awesome one. Yep, like Leerlisk. Mm-hmm. I have a fun cast deck where I used to use Ceremonial Bell and cards like DD Designator to rip cards out of the hand. That's gross. Uh, two different barrier statues on field stops all special summoning. Also gross. Uh, mix that with a Moon Mirror Shield on one and Heart of Clear Water on the other. Um... That's just disgusting. Uh, none of them are super competitive, but digital bugs mixed in with beat troopers have some cool combos. That's true. That's true. Uh, if I had skill drain at three again, I would run my malefic beat down again. Yeah, and that's the double cyclone gear town. Yep, so he's in the server and on Twitter. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's There's so many different ways and so many different... Um, so many different things that... Um, so many different things you could do. Oh, yeah. So, I really do like the idea of some of the different um, some of the different things that are possible. So, um, and of course, for this week's, this episode's podcast question of the day, we have... Ooh. What is the deck you've always wanted to learn slash play but haven't gotten around to? So... This is an interesting de- interesting question. Um, oh, and by the way, the, my answer for the previous question was uh, one Blackwing Zephyros the Elite in uh, Tri-Brigade decks. Ooh. Very spicy tech. You can that pitch it. Spicy. Yeah. yeah, and then you can just revive it by uh, bouncing back yep. on your... Uh... Mm-hmm. So, like, something hilarious that you can do is uh, you can activate... If you already have it in hand, of course, you have to hard draw it, usually. But or you can send it with fractal and mm-hmm. like bounce something on and yeah yep. it gives you another body on board right but it can also give you a second activation of ten key that's a good point you can, you can bounce ten key back to hand and then like next turn you can activate ten key again yeah and get another fractal search yep broken so but uh uh for me let's see I think the spiciest tech that I've ever come up with was probably double summon in Medolce. And I only even came up with that because I had didn't have three salon. So if I open salon plus magical plus double summon, it's ridiculous because I can uh, normal summon the first magician, search search another one, uh, double summon, summon the other magician, search a third magician, salon summon summon that magician, and then search out whatever I want. Right? Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It because uh, double summon because wait double summon salon are worded they 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 stack. Um, because double summon doesn't get uh, because double summon gives you an additional normal summon because it changes specifically how many normal summons you get as salon whereas salon just activate to normal summon a dolce right it doesn't modify your normal summons per turn hmm well the deck I've always wanted to learn and play but haven't gotten around to I think is an interesting question. And you can be sure to answer that question on our in response to our Twitter post, which will go up around the time of the podcast going up. And you can also answer it in our podcast question today channel on in our Discord server. Thank you all again so much for your support. Thank you for the love. It means the world. So thank you all for listening and have a good day. Take care, everyone. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.